0: Thank you listeners for joining and welcome to our episode of Fasikana in Conversation. My name is Panache and I'm your host in today's episode. Joining us today is a young lady whose work has not only been known in Zimbabwe but has managed to expand the borders and has raised the flag high internationally. Tanatsei Gambura is a 21 year old poet, cultural activist, cultural producer, actress among many other things, and she's also the founder of the 25 May Movement. So welcome, Tanate. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Panache. It's a privilege to be here. Hi, listeners. Thank you for joining us.
0: All right. This is awesome. So I believe I was a bit modest with your title introduction. <laughs> you have a lot of things that you do, and I, I just had to try to sum it up a bit.
1: <laughs> well, not at all. I don't like to worry about myself so
0: that was perfect (laughs) to the listeners our theme for this conversation today is never too young to start an empire and never too old to start a new dream so in line with this theme it is just fitting to have Chisikana Chikweru like Tanate who has made it absolutely clear that you can build an empire at a very young age for now I'll let you tell us a bit about yourself and probably add on to something that I left off (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i can't i can't really say everything I, I, I guess i can just uh, tell you a bit about mm-hmm. myself and my personality so like you said my name is tanate i am from harare in zimbabwe and Nogara, when i'm in zimbabwe Nogara, Glenview with my mom and my siblings mm-hmm. um right now i live in the uk where i am studying intermediate arts at the university of edinburgh um yeah i'm an artist at heart, but I believe in, um, you know, placing uh, the creative industries, culture and heritage within the discourse of sustainable development um, and progress for for the African continent. So, I am an Africanist at heart, Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you want me to say, (laughs) especially about um, the work I I do. I guess what I can say Mm -hmm. is, um, ultimately, I'm a a cultural practitioner. And what that means is that um, I produce cultural content in different mediums across different platforms, Mm. um, both for the same purpose, for the sake of uh, speaking on social social issues, political justice, et cetera, et cetera. So that's me. That's what I'm interested in. I am available, of course, on social media. I attach all my work. Um, it's, it's available for people to see. Any time when I could talk about yourself, I'll just be like, oh gosh, what do you want me to say? So yeah, I would just prefer if everyone just went and, and, and take, took a look. I love to share my work and I love to hear people's feedback.
0: Which is good, because you're using the social media platform to your benefit or advantage, so to speak, where everything is summed up in one link for everyone to access. Monoese gets to know what you do and what you're all about. Everyone should go check out your link uh, on your Instagram bio. You have pretty interesting information. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, I think the, the, the biggest thing that I've recognized, is especially as somebody who works between uh, countries, mm-hmm. I was based in Zim, then I was based in South Africa, and now I'm based in the UK, and I don't know where I'll be based in the next five years, ten years. And so it's important for me to be able to um, make, my, make myself accessible, make my work reachable from wherever anyone is. And, you know, the, the driving force of that is making use of the Internet and social media and technology. And so it just, it's created a global village. And especially now mm-hmm. in the context of a global health pandemic, it's important for everyone to, to, to make use of kind of the ways in which we can connect with each other across physical space. You mentioned earlier
0: that you're an artist, and by that, you meant being involved in the various aspects of the industry, that includes poetry, theatre, filmmaking. Tell me a bit more about your poetry work. When is it that you started? And I believe this is the main thing that you started with. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, that's correct. So, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say it's the main thing that I started. Mm-hmm. I started with dancing actually I worked with a dance company when I was young mm-hmm. and it's called Eminem's Dance Factory and it's based in um, Borrowdale right now and then I <laughs> moved on to acting uh, which is another love of mine. but I will say that poetry is the medium I work the most in now mm-hmm. um, in in my current space simply because I don't know I just haven't been in um, a space to, to practice performance as much as I would have liked to mm-hmm. and um, poetry is just, more. I think I'm I'm at a point where I'm kind of, you know, in a, in a coming-of-age moment in my life and being able to communicate my emotions, my thoughts, my feelings, mm-hmm. the medium I am best able to do that in right now is poetry. So I can, I remember distinctly, yeah, I started writing poetry when I was uh, 14. 14? Because what had happened is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was fourteen. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was all. I mean, when I was young, I was one of those kids like I'm not many, come up a ruku all the time. Like oh, I is. was just somebody. I don't know. I'm just interested in stories and narratives. Okay. And so when I was fourteen, that's when I started writing for myself. Um, what had happened was that I stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. Because um, my parents couldn't pay anymore, and so how I spent my time did doing nothing, I started exploring kind of my my skills and my my talents, and I discovered that poetry was one of them I didn't really um I did it as a hobby, obviously as something I enjoyed, and I didn't take it seriously as you know something that i i I could actually make a career of yes. until I was maybe 17 seventeen sixteen mhm um that was coinciding with the 25 name movement which if you if you if you if you saw it was founded upon one of the poems that i directed like a, 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 a production and the oh, recital that's of, how it
0: came and that's into... how the
1: movement started at what age was this now uh i was 17 so that was 2016 so i'm 21 years old uh 25 May movement was started when I was 17 oh, wow. um and it was around about that same year that I um I, I worked on I got a poetry collection to, to to publish and and most of my work is, is deeply personal it talks about my childhood it's very it reads like memoir
0: mm-hmm. Uh
1: um, and I'm interested in exploring the themes of womanhood, culture, geopolitics, immigration, because like I'm saying, it's personal. They are from my experiences and from, you know, the, the so things that so, I know, these right? Are things
0: you're exposed so, to, okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so um, I'm very excited to announce that my my first, my debut pamphlet pamphlet is going to be published next year by a London-based indie a publishing house, which I won't name because they haven't announced it. No, really. But next year, I'm I'm looking towards publishing a full yeah. um, pamphlet. So I'm really excited about that. It's been an amazing journey, and and I continue to grow. And I think that's one of the most powerful things about a craft like poetry. You can you can see growth around things that I was writing when I was 14 to the kind of work that I uh, write now. It's 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 radically different, but I can I recognize myself in all of it.
0: Okay, that is great. So, okay, like you're saying, this is something that you just started as a hobby. And now look at it. It's opening so many opportunities for you. So if it's for someone who's, like, young and then they're not sure that, am I really doing the right thing? I'm sure it's confirmation that, you know what, as long as you're doing something that you love and that you know from the heart, there's no problem. It might get you where you don't even know.
1: Yeah, I was just saying, Kuti, you know, a lot of the things that we say are, Hobbies. Sometimes they are where we are. They are what we are supposed to be doing, right? I believe mm-hmm. I'm personally somebody who's a huge advocate of following your dreams, and I know that's a cliche, and it's kind of especially in a Zimbabwean context. It's like, <laughs> okay. what does that even mean? What does that even look like?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm a huge advocate of saying I don't believe in hobbies. I believe that anything that you term is a hobby anything that makes you feel happy and free and you're excited to do it every day is the thing that you should be doing with your whole life wholly every day so for example with me and the work that I do yes. you you can classify it as a hobby but I'm decided to say no I want my whole life to be things that excite yes. me and things that I love and things that I'm good at and I'm passionate about so exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. don't take hobbies for granted they would actually very much be our core cells that were there just waiting for us to kind of say, okay, let me go on
0: with it. All right. Okay. So take me to the moment you received um, your Diana Award. Take me to that moment. I'm sure you were so were you expecting it? Or it's something that was a like confirmation for what you were doing?
1: I mean so how the Diana Award works is that you have to be nominated by someone else, right? You can't put yourself forward for the award. Okay. And so I was nominated for it. And obviously that was a huge that was a huge privilege. Um I wouldn't say I was expecting it, but I am proud of the work that I have achieved and what I've done um uh, in terms of impact and just you know, deciding that I want to be Somebody who, who who makes change and who is a doer and mm-hmm. not just a token. And so, being recognised for that is like you're saying, it's definitely affirming, definitely encouraging. Mm-hmm. And the Diana Award is a huge platform. And to know it was kind of like sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know which is what i'm doing theme or is it necessary or is it relevant yeah. and i i believe that affirmation is not to at all it can be the difference between whether or not you have that extra energy and motivation to keep going or not so it's definitely been um a driving force for me to to continue working and to say you know what and you, the 25 may movement is small i'm not doing anything Big, you know, and we're so we're still trying to figure out, you know, how best can we can we impact people, how mm-hmm. best can we be um a, a community organization that mobilizes resources in, instead of just being another re, uh, organization that kind of works on a very traditional nonprofit kind of structure. Mm-hmm. And so, so we are learning and we're growing. And I think what's important is that 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 growing mentality that there is more to do in this more work to do and the kind of impact we're making is just a pin drop in an ocean Mm -hmm. it just gives you that energy to, to keep on to keep on going if someone says i see you i recognize you
0: that is absolutely right and okay so drawing back to our theme and linking it to your award we're saying you're never too young to start an empire and you have clearly proven that at the age of 17 you can be making big moves and taking bold steps so, we see that this award, the Diana Award, it recognizes young people between the ages of 9 and 25, which is a clear indication, in my opinion, that you can never be too young to start something for yourself. And these platforms are clearly there to encourage the young to take action and be involved, be creative, do whatever you can with your with your youth, so to say. Um, and many young people take this for granted and just say, you know what, ndikyamiri kura." I'm just going to wait till I'm old enough, and then I'll start doing things. And on the other side, there's our culture, there are our parents who are telling us, good to know, go after one thing at a time. And you're just stuck in a position where you're just saying, you know what, I'm just going to flow with being at home, doing nothing for myself, when you could be investing in something that could be your greatest achievement at the end of the day. So everything else is now regarded by the society and our parents mostly saying that this is just a hobby. And uh, yeah, so I think you should be able to just go with whatever you need to do as long as you're not straying from the social norms or anything. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I actually believe in straying from social norms because (laughs) I think social norms stop people from progressing, from thinking creatively, from being outside the box. No one who has ever made change or been successful in the world has done so by being a conformist, by Mm. being someone. You know, -hmm. they call it the road less traveled that is that is that is the space where trailblazers exist right oh. you be afraid to say uh, you know and so i don't believe in social norms and i think i am who i am because i defend by social norms. And I'm not saying something like that is easy. Mm-hmm. A lot of repercussions like rejection. Mm-hmm. I didn't have lots of support, especially like on the high school I went to, and I won't mention it. You might <laughs> find <friendly> it somewhere. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a lot of support because, like I'm saying, I was 16, 17. I was form four entering form five. Mm-hmm. And those senior years of my high school, and this is where I moved to South Africa, I received so much backlash from my high school they were just like you say wakuita, things outside of school you're no being distracted right. and you know what i proved them wrong my grades were always my grades continued to be up of a high standard and i continued and so i don't believe in saying kuti you have to finish one thing i haven't if i, I had decided you know panache kuti let me finish school mm-hmm. and then i can pursue my career it means by now up until now tanga. Because I'm still in school and you see and there will always be it's an excuse. There will always be something else you need to do before you can follow your dream. So if you didn't prioritize that, it will just die as a dream and not something that you have Achieved, so I, I really, and you know what, like you're saying, mm-hmm. having support from parents is a huge part of it, and I agree. Like, to be how I your parents I couldn't take have it? Down. What I've done and what I, what I what I'm yet to achieve without the support I received from my parents, and at first, it wasn't always easy you know. At the very beginning my, my my dad especially was adamant that I would be a chemical engineer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was it. <good. laughs> and
1: then at some point at some point it became doctor. And then when I was adamant to know I be, I belong in arts and humanities and social sciences. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, fine, you can be a lawyer.
0: Oh wow. You no, know,
1: I even I even rode with that idea for a long time and I, I and I think by the time I was like like entering form six I was like I'm going to study law in university. And then something just clicked and changed and I was like, you know what? I'm just going in circles. This is not me, this is not who I am. And when you recognize that the thing that you are not passionate about you can never be successful in it. that's can. just the truth if it's if you're doing something because whether it's friends or family or whatever mm-hmm. it's never something you put your all into it because okay, so okay. it has to be something which is why i have the energy to work extra hard for the kind of work i do because does it make sense it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like work it feels like i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing so my point is yes it's difficult but i don't believe in following norms you have to work hard to break out of those boxes anytime you can
0: which is good yeah like i think you've given me a very good perspective now and i'm sure to those who are listening who can take this advice you have to know that you have to take those risks you have to, no matter what people say, just go for it. Okay, so I'm um, talking that's, to. Yeah,
1: that's true. Mm-hmm.
0: So I was looking at your other work. I think on Facebook, volunteering. You volunteered at at a festival, if I'm correct. There's a festival in the UK <laughs> yes, that you I volunteered. Just,
1: which one? <laughs> a number of festivals. So just, which one?
0: <laughs> okay. The point is volunteering. Because we want to talk about how young people are afraid of going to volunteer. Maybe you're saying, "Ah, I need to get paid for my work, for my time." But they do not understand that there's much value in volunteering because you get experience, you get exposure, and these are things that you cannot just get. are If it, I'm not getting paid, I'd rather stay at home of which you need to be out there, you need to be exposed to things that can help you grow and everything that. So do share on how important that has impacted everything that you do now.
1: Yeah, I think anyone, I'm not sure I would rather sit at home than go out and (laughs) learn and volunteer. Like, you're refusing to go out into the world and to learn learn something. I think now I'm at a point where... um, I, I, I earn from my work, work, you know, and I and I, and I I demand that I, I earn from my work because I've done the due diligence. I work hard. Mm-hmm. I have a career that is spanning just over five years now. Mm-hmm. And so I've done the due diligence. But that doesn't come by just saying, Kuti, you have to pay me for my work or you have to... Like, who do you think you are? You know, at the end of the day, especially when you're like 16, 17. Uh, it's worse. <laughs> when you're like sixteen, seventeen, 17, there's so much you don't know. And even now, I still feel like there's so much I need to learn and so much due diligence i need to I have to work extra hard because I'm competing with people who you know the the average or mean age in the industry of the the kind of success that um I'm competing with there are people who are ten plus years older than me and you see and so I have to work extra hard, and sometimes that will mean that i have to I have to do some work for for as as volunteer as voluntary, you know, just for mm-hmm. the sake of gaining skills, gaining experience. The first job that I had in the creative industries in Zimbabwe yes. was at a non-paying. was a non-paying internship. I was working with Enthus um, Africa and Enthus Mag. Uh, which which people might know and um it was a i was working on a project that was a collaboration with the national gallery of zimbabwe Mm -hmm. and that was a non-paying internship but it has been key the, the kind of lessons and the skills that i learned whilst on that internship and the experience have been key in opening opportunities for me now because my cv says that I did an internship and I was working together with a creative agency and the National Gallery of Zimbabwe. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like they they won't ask me which you're getting paid. No, no they will ask, ask
0: that. You,
1: what did What did you learn? Yes. And how did you you know how how did you, how did you manage to work with um with 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 um organizations that that exist and are recognized in the country Mm -hmm. you put yourself out there and this job was not an advertised job i just went to the people who run in and i said i want to work with you please hire me and they did and they needed an extra pair of hands you know and so that's how that's what i call creating opportunities oftentimes you know, yes, fine, hakuna, especially in the context Zimbabwe. I know I'm Zimbabwean. but you have to create opportunities where you can. Be creative, use your mind, ask people, make connections, make a network, otherwise you you just be like an island, a mm-hmm. cena And I made sure that I was somebody I uh, was informed, being well informed of the industry, of what's happening, of you know, uh, discourse and pop culture, etc. I am. I know what is going on in my industry wherever I am. Right now, I'm based in the UK, mm-hmm. but I can tell you what's going on in Zimbabwe. You're well away. I can, I can tell you what's going on in the UK. You know, because I, I keep myself informed, and that's how you remain. You remain ahead of, if I can call it the game does it make sense so yeah i definitely believe in in voluntary work and work where you just just sharpen your skills you know this is not kind of any profession i see emma like fly by night overnight success microwave success there's Mm -hmm. things that take work and due diligence and you have to learn and do the skills and take courses and boost your cv you have to do the due diligence
0: yeah which is exactly what is supposed to be done um i read an article where you said um you had to do public speaking and it's something that you never saw yourself doing take me through that experience how did you face your fears and was being in front of people is it's not it's not easy i can tell you that it's not easy but then now how did you do it
1: how did I do it? How did I do it? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, obviously, the, the, the most important thing is you have to find a way. So, anxiety, and nervousness from things like public speaking and lack of confidence, mm-hmm. they come from a feeling of, um, what can I say? Like, I'm not prepared, I'm not good enough. And this was mm-hmm. Those kinds of feelings are the things that breed a kind of um, social anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. So... I mean, if you meet me, you would never guess that I'm anxious about public speaking. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a loud person. I'm an extroverted person. I like to speak. I love to have conversations. Um, but on a one-on-one basis, or maybe with a group of people, right, mm-hmm. going on the stage is a completely different thing, which is a paradox in a way because like I said I grew up in performing arts Mm -hmm. and I was on the stage all the time (laughs) but I felt like as a performance artist I was always in some persona but when you're public speaking you're not in a persona you are yourself right
0: right. (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, so I think for me that was what was the most like challenge like now people now people have to see me the real me and my thoughts and what I think Mm -hmm. and I think one of the biggest things that i've contributed in, in 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 me being able to speak publicly is saying just i don't know you really have to affirm yourself and say you know what My Mm -hmm. thoughts are relevant. My thoughts are important. I've done the due diligence. I know what I'm talking about. I've done the research. Um, And you practice, and you practice, and you don't be afraid of asking for help. Get feedback, and not feedback. You can go to one, or whatever. Real, genuine feedback that is constructive Mm -hmm. where people can actually identify uh, growth points or opportunities for improvement in whatever presentation you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and it's a journey again it's a journey it's not like you do you one day you're you're nervous the next day you say you're confident you know you go up and down you know there are things where you will be very confident about and things where you won't i remember um i had to do um a keynote speech in uh korea yeah. where i was working with the world leading schools association and i was so nervous <laughs> and in my mind i was like I don't even know what I'm talking about, honestly. Like I'm messing this up. And that was that's something I can describe as a low moment, but nobody else felt that. That was all in my head. Whereas when I was in South Africa and I co hosted the Anzisha Prize uh program with Maps Mapani, I was in my element. I was really I don't know, I don't know, I was just, I felt really confident. Rose again, affirming to my work and saying that I am as good as anybody at doing whatever it is I put my mind to and do the work for. Me. Yeah, I so, also
0: think that's how it yeah. is. If you see people calling you to say, come and speak at this event, it's because they know that you have it. They, they're they just not going to pick someone because they see something in you. And I'm sure that should be your confidence booster. Do you know what? They chose me for this reason. So let me let me do my research and
1: yeah. yeah, and even Usati, even Usati Whitewa like, identified in that way. Mm-hmm. The reason those people know me is because I was confident, first of all, in myself. And mm-hmm. maybe not even confidence. Let me not say confidence. It's not confidence, mm-hmm. Anasha. It's courage. It's courage. Ah. Courage says that even when something that you feel is too big or beyond you or above you, yes. even when that fear exists, you can decide for yourself, Kuti, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. It's not good I'm not scared. It's not good I'm so confident. <laughs> or it's, it's not scary. good I'm so sure of myself. It's to say, I, I, I want to be vulnerable enough to allow for an opportunity to come my way. Opportunities oh. don't come to you if you don't take risks, if you're not willing to be vulnerable. you know Mm -hmm. because you don't know whether you'll be rejected or whether it will work out i don't even up until now Mm -hmm. you're interviewing me but i don't know but i have the courage to say it i have the courage to say it anyway does that make sense so i think what's most important is to to be somebody who's guided by courage and for me courage is a core principle in my work and in my personal life
0: okay so lastly i'm just uh, not a second from last actually um i'm gonna ask how are you balancing your social life with okay this is a hobby that has become part of your career correct but then how are you balancing your social life, like your friends and everything? You left South Africa, you left, you're left, traveling, like you're saying. You're always on the move. So you, you're bound to be making friends in different spaces. So how do you balance your social life and make sure that you still have everything and everyone close to you?
1: So I would say... Um... It's hard, of course, like you've identified the difficult when now, because I'm somebody who works between countries, it means most of my relationships are long distance, right? Mm -hmm. My friendships, my platonic relationships and my romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. And it makes it very difficult to maintain. I think what's important is to, first of all, have uh, real, genuine friends and people who understand you you know people who are who genuinely celebrate your success and genuinely celebrate when something good is happening in your life Mm -hmm. so I have friends right now who I left in Zimbabwe who I talk to every day and they they don't they they recognize that we have to work extra hard to support her because she's not with us but she's not with us because things are happening to her Mm -hmm. and so and so they support me in that way and it's just about making an extra effort to to maintain to maintain the contact you know being mm-hmm. available I'm somebody who's always available if you WhatsApp me I'm available if you DM me I'm available mm-hmm. I make myself available I don't isolate myself and so that's a personal principle for me and I guess some of these things you have to schedule I have friends and um associates who in my calendar right now Mm -hmm. i have a recurring meeting to speak with them maybe it's every friday or every sunday that's just an example of what i'm saying by making effort Mm -hmm. and actually being intentional about maintaining um having a balance between your work life your social life and your personal life also the way i've set up my life Mm -hmm. um conversely speaking is kuti all these people fit in within my work, my personal life, and my career, I don't separate them all the time to say, like what you're saying, like, Mm -hmm. a hobby versus career versus school versus, no, they are all the same thing, my hobbies are what I am studying, which are what are my career, Mm -hmm. they are the same, they are in the same breath, right, because like I am saying, I chose something that I was passionate about, and so, my whole life revolves around it and it revolves around my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so my network stays close to me and it stays relevant in in, in it all.
0: Yeah. So not getting into your personal detail. <laughs> okay. You mentioned romantic relationships. I've met females, young girls who tell me, okay, I'm not able to go to university in that country because now me and my boyfriend are going to be in different spaces. I'm like, so not getting into personal detail, like I said, tell me a bit about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mind speaking about, it. I believe, I believe in sharing and being transparent. Ah, great to be thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what I can say is, mm-hmm. you can't go, not even say you can't, but if you feel like you can't pursue something that will better you, mm-hmm. And advance your personal life or your career, and that and that person is holding you back. You have to do some personal reflection about that relationship. Yeah. That's my own personal opinion. Yeah. I've been, I've, I've, maintained a relationship with my partner for for five years, and oh wow, kudos to I you guys. Was when I was in, when, yeah, I was with my partner in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. and then I moved to South Africa and I moved to the United Kingdom and he moved he moved also he doesn't live in Zimbabwe anymore but he doesn't live with me and it's but we're still in a relationship because you have to uh, cultivate relationships and only seek relationships that are supportive uh-huh. where you have somebody who understands you and somebody who wants the best for you exactly and i prioritize i am i'm a, I'm a highly driven, highly ambitious person and I prioritize my work and I prioritize things I want to achieve. And my partner recognizes that and he recognizes that this is this is this is the only way he can support me is by supporting my dreams because yeah. they are key to my person. So if you don't have that kind of a relationship, mm-hmm. I think it's worth reflecting on whether or not it's 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 healthy it's mutually beneficial and it's a supportive relationship. Yeah. I don't believe relationships should hold you back. They I can say, definitely say my relationship has been key in pushing me forward.
0: Which is great. And I think it's exactly what, what you say, that you need to have someone who supports you. That's the bottom line. And you can see if someone doesn't support you when you want to do certain things and then they just don't show that much support. It's, it's not even that hard to notice. Yeah,
1: and I mean, it's not... It's not everyone who's supportive, right? Mm-hmm. It's not there's a lot of people who are just not serious mm-hmm. and just you just have to decide that you don't have time for that. You have to decide what you want for your life and the kind of uh the kind of relationships you want to cultivate around you. And I, I do I personally don't have time to to, to, to be wasting my time with someone, I can't be somebody, I know Fujika, like, do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> so, if it's not making, if it's not making sense, I, you won't find me there. Yeah, but, with yeah. something that makes sense, I I make the effort, and I decide, I did for myself, what I wanted for myself, mm-hmm. I will ne- I can never, I can never do anything, especially for, for, for for, for a romantic relationship, for yeah. a man, I can, I can never, like, compromise <laughs> myself, and my, my, my personal, dreams and achievements if you are not on my side if you're not for me you're against me exactly that is the motto i think.
0: yeah that is great um thank you so much tanate the last thing i'll ask is so what's next what are we looking forward to next five next ten what are you what are you up to what's going
1: on <laughs> <laughs> um i mean I don't know. I don't know. I take every day as it comes and, and I can't always plan that far ahead. I just know that good things are ahead of me. Um, in terms of projects, I'm working on a lot of things, but I won't say much on them now because I like to see things to fruition. Right. Um, but I, I think if you are somebody who, who, who follows me and follows my work, I'm always, um, I, I keep people up to date about what I'm, what I'm up to. So I'm just, yeah. Good things are happening and i would be really excited to see how my journey unfolds and the kinds of people who surround me mm. as it unfolds
0: which is great uh thank you so much for this amazing conversation lots of insights and in certain things i hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation and if you have any more questions for her we just continue talking like she said she's available on the social media she's not that person who does not reply to people So yeah, feel free. Thank
1: you so much for joining and thank you.